I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Okay, welcome to another uh, episode in our online accelerator. Today, I'm here with Sarah Weber. Uh, Sarah heads up customer success at ClearGov. Uh, you were formerly at Constant Contact as well, and uh, there's a bunch of other companies in there as well. So very experienced customer success uh, professional. Uh, thanks for being on today, Sarah. Sure. My pleasure, Charlie. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to dive into kind of customer success and managing change and the chaos of a startup, as well as how to prioritize. Uh, but first, why don't we start uh, with you? Just what's your definition of customer success? Yeah. So, I mean, the title kind of says it all, right? <laughs> uh, but everybody's uh, definition of success is, is probably a little different. Mm -hmm. um, if, I, if I thought about, you know, what's my definition of customer success, it is making sure that there are quick wins early in your relationship with that customer, right? Um, some of the products out there might have very short implementation times. Some might have really long ones, uh, but, you know, customer success is not sort of this uh, endpoint that you get to. It is an ongoing uh, relationship with your customers. You want to make sure that they feel successful early on. Uh, whether that's completing or reaching certain milestones. Um, you obviously want them fundamentally using your products with the vision they had in mind when they purchased your right, product. Right, right. Right? So they, they bought them for some reason. They didn't buy them because, hey, we're ClearGov. You're just going to buy our products. No, they had, they had a very specific reason, right? And you need to know those reasons from the get-go. And, you know, one of the most important things we do at ClearGov is making sure that we are extracting as much from the sales cycle, uh, that knowledge as possible when we start client success, starts to engage with new customers. So, um, you know, customer success really is uh, individualized per customer. It's what are they trying to get done? How do you help them get that done, achieve those goals? Right. So that's really uh, customer success in a nutshell. And it, 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 you make it sound so simple, <laughs> but yeah. as you scale, as you yeah. add to your product, as you add to, you know, your, your customer roster, uh, things don't always go as planned, right? There's a lot of, a lot of chaos inside of a startup. There are a lot of expectations that aren't met on the customer side there's expectations that aren't met um, on the product side and yeah. and you know how do you think about managing that chaos managing change and, and figuring out you know just just how to how to keep the customer 
happy, but at the same time, continue, you know, keeping everything internally going well as, as well. Yeah. So I think you have to look at that chaos and, and define it, name it and acknowledge it for everybody uh, on your team and in the organization. Like, why are we in this chaotic state? What is happening? What is causing this chaos? What is making us stressful? What's making our clients or our customers stressful? So define that chaos and understand, all right, what's, what's the good chaos? What's the stuff that we're, we're just loving, which is, I'm telling you, when we launched our third product, our digital budget book product, we had so much great client feedback. Yep. Did it come in the form of, oh my goodness, I can't believe your product can't do this. Okay. That's, that's good chaos, right? That's wow. We missed the ball on this specific thing. That's okay. Yep. We completely short up that gap quickly, but that's good chaos. That is the Okay, we are getting, we are making our products better because our clients are telling us you have to. It's not some unique thing that one person wants to use, but it was over and over again, we're hearing the same thing, right? This is fantastic. This is just going to make our product better for them yep. and for future customers. So there's good chaos and then there's bad chaos. Bad chaos is your client success team members are really struggling with a process, right? Mm. That's bad. That, you know, that's, that's very easily solvable. Hopefully you look at it and you're like, well, how do we solve that? How do we limit that stress or reduce that stress, whether it's through process changes, technology. So what's the bad chaos that you really want to jump on right away and, and fix? Because it's not really value add. It's more about uh, just causing un unnecessary stress on the, uh, the team's part, or sometimes on the, uh, the client's part. So I think you have to look at what is that chaos? What's good, what's bad? What do you want sort of continue? I mean, you want that product feedback to continue, but how do you, how do you help everybody through that? Um, and I think one of the reasons, the ways you help people through that is by having real conversations, yep. right? Not yep. only with your team members, but with your clients. Yep. If, if you've missed a piece of functionality, you acknowledge that. Like, you know what? You're right. We missed that. We're going to do our best to get it in uh, this release um, for you. And you know what? If we slip, we're going to let you know. We're not going to overpromise and underdeliver. We're going to have real conversations uh, with our clients. But we also want to have real conversations internally. And by real, I mean, you know what? We are all in this together to, uh, first and foremost, help clients succeed. That's what our goal is, but also for the company's uh, growth, right? And all of our stakeholders. So let's have those conversations that are getting things above table and figure out what do we need to solve right away to reduce the that, that bad chaos and even some of that good chaos, because more chaos is going to come at a future point in a different way, sure. <laughs> right? So how do you tackle, how do you tackle pieces of chaos? Yeah, and, and I, I, I think you, you touched on something that so many early stage companies miss, and, and that's having those real conversations and having them early because, you know, I've been on a lot of boards where you're, you know, you do the seed fund and seed funding and, and then they go off and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, there's a lot of customer churn. And mm. you say, why is there so much customer churn? And it's, oh, you know, well, they never really use the product. And it's like, mm. well, did you have a conversation with them when when they launched and get them to use the product and understand why they're not using the product and why, yeah. what we're missing. And um, I think so many, uh, so many founders forget that piece early yeah. on to get that honest customer feedback. And I mean, are you, 
do you schedule regular check-ins with your customers or is it a subset of customers? I mean, how do you functionally do this? I mean, you have, you have hundreds or possibly thousands of customers now. So, yeah, we have over, over 500 uh, yeah. cu- customers right now across the United States, all, uh, you know, municipalities, towns, cities, school districts. Yeah. And um, they, they range from very small municipalities to very big ones, right? Uh, in terms of regular check-ins. So when we first, when I first, so I joined ClearGov about uh, three and a half years ago. When we first, when I first joined, uh, we were using a very inexpensive CRM and we set quarterly check-ins with the, with the clients. Um, we scheduled those and those just, they weren't real, meaning right. they were just on the calendar and, and, uh, client success managers like, well, what do I do? And because the, you know, this is this isn't the right time to talk to this client because you know what? They're in the middle of their annual budget cycle. They don't want to talk to me right now, right? right. They only want to get stuff done. So we've evolved to where we're really taking into consideration our clients' budget cycle. That's key to us understanding when they start their budget uh, creation what they do in what order on what dates who's involved and then reach out and let them know okay we know you're about to start your next budget cycle let's get this data updated because we know you need to right so let's schedule that to get that done and so we're doing more of that we did not do that early on in fact you know we weren't great at that proactive check-in right uh, and, and we're getting that's really one of our biggest goals for 2022 is to get much better at that. We're very reactive because of uh, our clients' needs and the fact that sometimes they're very stressed out when their budget is due. And they're like, oh my goodness, I have one day. I need you to do this, 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 this. Okay, let's get that done because we need to help you. So I forget the question you asked, but I I little ramble. No, it's just how do you do it, right? So the the answer is you're proactive rather than reactive. And you got to you got to build try it. to be. That is so much harder to do when you're than than just the words, right? right. We, we are not by any means perfect at that. We're we're probably pretty average right now, but we need to be better given the volume of growth that we have uh, in uh, this year in 2021 and what we expect over the next couple of years. So uh, we're just in that stage where we've got to be much better at it. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, what you're saying is great advice, because when you have a really early stage company, you know, they raise some money, the focus is usually on hiring more salespeople, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. hiring more engineers to build out more of the product. Yeah. And not many early stage uh, companies are really customer success intentional. They're not intentional Mm -hmm. with their customer success. They, they, they feel like they brought on the customer and okay, that's, it's somebody who's who already believes in us and they're just going to kind of go off. And I think you have to build that culture uh, of wanting to talk to your customers to get honest feedback from them uh, that you can use to become a better product company, whatever, whatever your intention is, but to have that intentionality around being proactive with your existing customers. And, you know, that allows you to go on and do things like, you know, continue to add to your product, which you can then increase your pricing uh, it allows you to sell bundles that are more attractive to people than individual uh, yeah. pieces. It allows, and it, all of a sudden these things become sticky. I know you've done a, a great yeah. job at your organization in continually to increasing the, the, the value for your customers 
and in turn you can then in, increase your your revenues and and everything else and so uh, being intentional i think is just a, a great place to start mm -hmm. for early stage companies when it comes to customer success rather than it being an afterthought yeah how do you the other challenge i see is okay we're intentional we're asking for feedback from our customers how do you prioritize how do you you know yeah. I've, I've seen plenty of organizations that go, our customers say they need this. We got to build it. And, mm -hmm. and then product says, well, we can't because, you know, we're only a three person team and we have these other priorities. How, how do you prioritize as an organization based on that customer feedback? Yeah. So I'll say that at ClearGov, uh, it's probably the best organization I've been a part of that takes um, customer feedback from a product perspective and makes it happen. Many of our products are a result of customer feedback. We didn't know that was going to be our next product until customers told us, why don't you have this? Right. So how do we prioritize? We, it's interesting, you know, we get dozens of requests every week. We just do. Yep. And we talk about them. We have a weekly meeting between client success and the product and engineering team. And we talk about what's coming in. And a lot of those are repetitive asks. We know we've heard it before and we know we need to do it. So we talk about when is this, when do we need to get this in? We've heard it, you know, it's something that folks need. There is a workaround, so it's not as, it's not as uh, heavy or, or, or necessary right now, but we know we need to do it. So those are the ones that you're like, okay, let's, let's do it this time of the year so we don't impact uh, our clients too much. For, for example, you know, if we're going to update our budgeting application, we're not going to do that in the middle of uh, the, the main budget cycle for right. most of our clients. Right. Right. They don't like that. You know, <laughs> they don't want us to move their cheese right in the middle of them doing work. That's right. Um, so other things come in and they are critical for, for one client only, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, what's unique about our business is some states have unique requirements in terms of how a municipality must convey their budget to their constituents. Right. And so there might be one thing that is state specific uh, that won't help everybody that's going to help a handful. So um, we'll do those. We'll do those because we made a commitment to our clients that if you buy this product, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, submit for a a budget award or whatever. And if okay, we're missing something, we're going to do it because we made right. that commitment. I think if you've made a commitment to a client, uh, you get it done. Yep. Yep. That's a you good way to think of it. Yep. Um, because uh, the other thing that we haven't talked about, which is hugely key in, in SAS is um, advocacy, client advocacy, referrals, you know, getting clients to word of mouth, speak to their, uh, their colleagues at yep. other places. I mean, very key in uh, the local government space. Uh, they're, they're constantly talking to their colleagues right. in other local governments. And there's a lot of moving, right? You've got finance directors and, and city managers moving. So when they go to their new place, we want them to be like, we need clear enough. Yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. So when you make a commitment, you keep it. And then you're really looking at Will this, how does this product feature impact our whole client base? Like if it's something that obviously makes sense for everybody and is a, is either a, removes a friction point or um, provides that next level of usability, absolutely, right. we're going to yep. do it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we, we prioritize and it's, it's always a challenge. Um, 
sometimes we don't, the product team can't deliver what we need in time. And that's when you have that real conversation with the client. And sometimes you have to say, you know what, this product isn't going to be able to do what you need by this date. Let's talk about um, next steps, whether it makes sense for you to continue or continue at no cost for a period of time. So you're having those conversations. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, the underlying themes here are, are very much in line with kind of the culture and mission that you've created at ClearGov as well. And that's, you know, kind of that honesty and transparency and, yeah. and having real conversations and being intentional. I mean, that kind of flows through everything you do at ClearGov. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you can see that on the product side, on the sales side, on the customer success side. Um, I think this has been a great conversation. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to pass along? Yeah. So, you know, I thought about this. I'm going to get some notes over here because um, um, the first one we've talked about extensively, which is being real with your communications, um, because we are real people talking to other real people who not only are trying to get something done with your product, but they have lives outside of whatever they're doing. Right. Yep. So making those connections, um, there's no facade. You don't want to have a facade. You don't want to have a verbiage facade where you're talking like someone that you're not. It's just being that way. So that's a big one for me. Um, And then the other thing I would say is we've all heard this. I'm not sure how many have actually done it, but surround yourself with people who have better experience in areas that you, areas that you don't, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, you have got to surround yourself with whether it's uh, directors or managers or individual contributors with people who know a lot more about specific areas than you do, because yeah. there's no way you can make all the decisions, right? You need to set the guardrails for your team and trust that they can make those decisions. And there's nothing more rewarding than seeing that happen. Yep. Right? yep. So just surround yourself with, with people that are, are, are smarter than you uh, and, and don't be vulnerable. Say, look, look guys, I don't, I have no idea how to do this, but let's That's work right. on it together. That's, I, agree, I couldn't agree more. I, I do the same and um, have always done the same, but look, this has been a tremendous conversation. I think there's some great uh, pieces of advice in here. I've learned a ton. Uh, and I, I'm going to take some of these learnings and go help some of my other portfolio companies that still haven't figured out how to be intentional about customer success. So, awesome. uh, Sarah, thank you so much for being on today. Really appreciate it. And good luck with everything. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.